You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, November 11th. My name, as always, is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have and I'll do my best to get uh, back to you and answer them and maybe even answer them on the show just yesterday at the time of this uh, podcast that you'll hopefully listen to this I sent out a tweet on Tuesday asking we're going to be doing a mailbag uh, actually on Friday and I want you guys to send me as much uh, many questions as you can whatever it doesn't matter what it is it could be out of anything I've gotten some questions that were not even on the Padres that I definitely intend on answering so uh, be sure to do that guys for sure Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. So, if you're wondering what today's episode is, if you didn't know already by just reading the description, it's part two of my chat with Gabrielle Starr of Locked On Red Sox, where we go into uh, more of our kind of off-season sort of chatter, catch-up thing that you want, whatever you want to call it, uh, talking a little bit more and diving deeper into baseball culture and just kind of like, you know, the manager news and whatnot. And like I said, uh, I believe that uh, the Tony La Russa news is is definitely one of the bigger stories right now. We did not attest to the specific thing of his uh, second DUI uh, charge that recently came out and the news broke the other day. So uh, that is not discussed implicitly here, but our opinions basically remain the same on Tony LaRusso. At least I'd say. I can't speak for, for Gabrielle as much. But anyway, without further ado, guys, let's go! Like we've been alluding to with like this new ownership, new people in charge, that's the other thing. This is, all right, we, we, we talked about COVID and all that, and this is the new news about it. The Dodgers not spending them or baseball is spending them. But now the latest thing is your team and the White Sox and the uh, Tigers. And I know on my podcast, I already talked to people about the A.J. Hinch thing and um, Tony LaRusso. But I think that you could kind of group together uh, A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora together because of their involvement with the Houston Astros type of scandal and whatnot. First of all, just tell me what was your initial reaction to them uh, bringing Alex Cora back, your beloved Boston Red Sox? Oh God. It's really hard to call them my beloved Boston Red Sox right now. Um, (laughs) But it's funny because like, I love the Red Sox. I do not love this iteration of the Red Sox. Like it's, you know, I'm a lifelong Red Sox fan, but like this specific version of you, we have some issues. (sighs) So here's the thing with Cora. I am still conflicted. Like I was not one of those people on Friday, like crying tears of happiness. I was also not one of those people who was like, screw him. He's terrible. He's a monster. Like I'm a person Mm -hmm. who believes that to an extent people deserve second chances. I think that being part of a cheating scheme, especially one that was investigated in such a poor manner and the results were so lopsided in terms of who actually got punished. I think that you should get a second chance you know, the investigation was like a total disaster. I mean, like, I hate to make this again, like the Rob Manfred show. Like, this is the Hoosiers. <laughs> this is this is like Rob Manfred is like our version of Hoosiers. Our issues. Yeah, from that's our true. Bracket. Yeah. But here's the thing. Rob Manfred said in 2017 that 
his plan going forward in terms of sign stealing investigations was the field manager and the general manager of a team found guilty would be the ones who would take the brunt of the blame. Like they would be the ones who were punished. They would be the ones who everything fell on because they're the ones who are supposed to be in charge of their players. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But when your players are the ones devising a complicated and yet caveman-esque system of banging on trash cans and moving TV monitors around, and it's them who come up with it, I feel like you kind of have to, you know, it's one thing for your manager, like John Farrell, for example, with the Apple Watches in Boston in 2017. Mm -hmm. It's one thing for you to say, okay, well, I'm not going to punish players because their coaches came up with it and the players just benefited from it doing what their coaches told them to do. It's another thing when your players are the ones coming up with the plan and then getting everyone to go along with it, including your bench coach, Alex Cora. Like Mm. the exact quote in the investigation was it was a player driven scheme. So how are you not going to punish a single player for it? And Mm. the thing is, players were pretty confident based on the past precedent that they weren't going to get punished because A, they were granted immunity in in exchange for their testimony, and B, because they had seen Manfred declare that he only planned on punishing field managers and general managers in situations such as this. Mm. So you have players who are like, okay, so who is no longer in our organization who we can put all the blame on because he's not here anymore? Carlos Beltran and Alex Cora, right? scapegoated. And you see that because those two people got punished and... No Astros players got punished. Lunau and Hinch got fired. Well, they got suspended and then they got fired. And that was kind of it. Like the two plus million dollar fine that the Astros had to pay as a fine for cheating is less than they paid Roberto Ozuna, their wife beater who pitches for them. (laughs) You know, and then they lost like two draft picks. Okay, whatever. I'm not really concerned with them. Like, they got off pretty scot-free in my book. Same thing with the Red Sox. So, of course, they didn't have a player-driven scheme. So, to me, you know, this whole thing is just kind of a mess of like, well, Manfred did not do a good job investigating the Astros. Mm-hmm. Then he didn't do a good job of punishing the Astros. Then he did a super thorough job investigating the Red Sox. Like, the investigation was at least a month longer than the Astros' investigation. They interviewed everybody multiple times, and then they didn't even find anything except for, like, one guy, supposedly. I don't know how much I believe of that, but the point being, the Red Sox were very insistent that when they mutually agreed to part ways, was the wording that they used, when they mutually agreed to part ways with Cora, they said it was strictly because of his involvement in the Houston scandal. And my question to you, and this isn't me trying to like, you know, promote conspiracy theories, you know me, and people who listen to this podcast know, like, I'm the first person to call out the Red Sox when I don't like what they're doing. I'm Mm -hmm. a homer, but I'm also objective. Don't you think, based on the fact that I don't think I can remember Rob Manfred ever having a win in his entire career as commissioner, like literally, has he ever had a real win? Mm. I don't think so. Don't you think that if he had some kind of huge smoking gun against Cora and the Red Sox that would have made him look like a competent and powerful commissioner, that he would have shouted it from the rooftops? Yeah, you, that's a really good point. I, I it's he just had something where he was like, I have proof. The Red Sox have been cheating for a hundred years. We're taking <laughs> their ballpark. They're banned for life. They're the new Black Sox a hundred years later. Like he literally came out and said, like, we didn't find anything. 
We found this one yeah. dude and that was it. And like, I really don't think based on like everything else that he did last winter to expose these teams mm-hmm. and the fact that it was the Red Sox second infraction because of the Apple watches, even though that was a different manager and different coaching staff, like mm-hmm. this was their second infraction. I forgot and about the Apple watches. <laughs> still, well, you know, whatever. 2017 was a weird year. But yeah, like, I mean, just, just think about that. Like genuinely, I'm asking you, don't you think that there would have been like, serious like thor hammer dropping levels of yeah i'm rob banford i own you now i i am rob banford and i am the commission no um yeah. i just watched Snaps the other fingers. american president the other day uh yeah he would have oh, been yeah, up there like too. yeah he would oh wow look at man i am it's so absurd how low-key our tastes and certain things are the exact I know, same I um we watched but, it we watched it on election night i was like oh, yeah that makes sense time. Anyway, yeah, so. <laughs> no problem. It's like, yeah, I agree. It would have been on the on their, like, bait in the Dark Knight Rises just reading Commissioner Gordon's letter, like, you know, freeing the truth and all that. But it's not – it feels like just baseball is at this level where it's very – the way they take things are just – it's so transparently arbitrary, the way they just go about suspensions and how they approach different – there's not really, like, a core – plan there's not like a set of rules per se that it feels like you know you know how many games you're getting suspended which is allowed which is not allowed and they're obviously hell-bent on certain things like the minor leagues and all that stuff which isn't great but and like you said i don't want to make this too much of a rob manford hate show i feel like we've been talking about that already too much but (laughs) it was very there was just a feeling of wow and it's like baseball doesn't even wait it was just like aj hench you're back outscore you're back too all right, everybody, move on. It's like very – there's something, the expediency of it, the rush to it, almost like there's not even a care. Almost like let's just sneak this in. Maybe people won't be able to get paying attention because it's election leak and because the Dodgers well, won the, the World Red, Series. The snuck it in. Yeah, the, and maybe maybe – yeah, I know, seriously. And then maybe yeah. they'll uh, – and we even mentioned the whole gold glove announcements getting announced on election oh, night. I it's know. like, what are you doing? <laughs> why then? Uh, just that on top of exactly that. Exactly why. Just, That's exactly why. It's a very confusing uh, set of affairs, I think, right now for for Major League Baseball to to kind of be in. And I don't really know what their thinking is totally. I guess like it it was take out the trash day type of thing. Like they just wanted to to sneak everything in there. I don't know if they thought like everybody was definitely not going to notice. I feel like people have talked about it a lot. And they're talking about the managers and stuff. I mean, the La Russa news. I mean, we could we could spend it forever on that, which I won't now just because I already I talked to her about that. I feel like that. that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, I already spoke <laughs> to her about that, but. Um, 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 oh, oh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. I was just uh, munching on one of them old built bars. And let me tell you, you don't know what a built bar is? Guys, you're just missing out. Let me tell you. They are delicious. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And they've got 12 original flavors. Coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. And that's not... Oh, they've even got six new flavors coming in. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. What? That? What's the... You're still not sold? They taste delicious and have all these flavors? Well, guess what, guys? Maybe you're thinking, you know, you're trying to eat healthy because Thanksgiving's coming up and, you you know, you don't want to OD because you're going to OD on Thanksgiving. Well, guess what? Built Bars are also healthy for you. They're great for the keto diet. They have high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and low calories. They're the perfect type of protein bar for you. 
area. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. I think it's just oh, what was I going to say? Hold on, hold on. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting right now. Come back to me. While you think about it, let me just say, with the manager thing, with Hinch and Corey getting hired immediately after the suspensions, for starters, I mean, I, I would say, on the one hand, it's surprising because there are a lot of strong managerial candidates around the league who haven't gotten hired, like all of Bochy's protégés, for example. It's like, well, why aren't people looking at them? Or why aren't people hiring them? They might be looking at them, but why aren't they getting the job? It was interesting to me that Hinch and Cora got hired so quickly. I mean, even the Red Sox interviewed, I did a whole episode where I talked about different people that the Red Sox were hiring, where I was like, these guys are great. I'd be cool with almost any of them. It's not that there aren't other options. And that's, I understand why people are like, well, these guys both came back from a year suspension and they, they got hired immediately. And it's like, okay, well, I even tweeted this. I said something to the effect of, if you think that they should have gotten lifelong bans and that's why you're mad that they got hired so quickly, like, I, I don't know what to say to you. But if you acknowledge that they served their suspension and now they're allowed back in the game of baseball, teams are allowed to hire them. Should they hire them? I don't know. But are they allowed to? Like, that's the whole point. Like, they served their time, as they say, and now they get to re-enter the game. And you can talk all you want. Like, we can talk all we want about whether Manfred punished them harshly enough, whether they should have been allowed back in the game in the first place. But the point is, that wasn't up to them. You know, they served the suspension they were handed, and here they are. And, like, I don't really know what to say to people who are like, well, you can hire someone who's not suspended. It's not up to me. You know, all we're doing is talking about this but to say to them okay so you served your suspension but also no one should ever hire you again like i don't i don't know what to say to people like that because that's not how this works you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's one of those things and it's like it's almost like baseball i finally forgot my minor point i wanted to bring up (laughs) which was just like it's almost like baseball thought we were all just going to have the baseball discourse on blake snell at analytics all week and that everybody just wasn't going to be talking about this like the blake snell thing is Still a conversation, I think, and I don't know. I talked about it on my podcast a little bit about this analytics, data-driven baseball and all this stuff. And I, I think it's fairly conclusive that you got to just approach regular season and postseason differently. And it was just kind of silly. Um, but it's true. These, It's just – I think the, all of these things combined to create a sport, a product, a league that is very – it's like steps on itself every time, you know, every time it's, it's starting to be exciting. You get your Tatis and you get your bets and you get your, just the actual games being very exciting this year and all that. Some cool storylines. Then it's like, Hey, let's hire the 76 year old manager. Who's, you know, super against guys just being who they are. It's Tony Larusa. And then we're just going to hire these two guys that were suspended and kind of, I guess, pretend everything didn't happen. And we're not, you know, suspending the Astros at all. And then Justin Turner, it all creates this weird kind of um, uh, environment, I think, in baseball. That's just kind of, uh, we kind of, I guess, just have to get used to it. What do you think now? I know this is a hard pivot, but like, what do you think this says about just the Red Sox from a baseball perspective? Just like a, you know, where their team direction is going in terms of them hiring Alex Cora. What do you think, like, do you think that that means they're going to go all in more next year or which is what I imagine your uh, opinion is going to be, which is just them just bringing him back and kind of just being a little bit of a not totally, totally incompetent, you know, organization because they did win the World Series not too long ago. Uh, but just like from that perspective, what do you think they're they're kind of aiming for with this move from a baseball perspective? 
You know, it's interesting because I was on a private Zoom call Q&A that Chaim Bloom did. One of the rabbis from one of the prominent Boston synagogues was asking Bloom questions. And um, it was like not a media event. Um, It was like literally for for like Jewish synagogue goers. It was awesome because he was got to see a different side of him because he was super relaxed. Um, He wasn't really like Chaim Bloom chief baseball officer. He was like Chaim Bloom, like young Jewish dad who loves baseball. So you got like a different side of him. He was super loose and like opened up and kind of was talking about what he wants from his relationship with a field manager. And he kept saying, you know, there has to be a lot of trust. I want like a real working relationship, like close, you know, very um, cooperative and like collaborative. Like he really wanted like a collaborative effort, which I don't think you often get in baseball, I feel like a lot of times, or at least in the past, you know, your GM would kind of be like, all right, here's your new player. I paid like $6 million for him. And also we're trading your first baseman, make it work, you know? And then he just kind of like goes back into his office, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's clearly not what Chaim Bloom wants. And so it was interesting because the Red Sox kept saying, you know, this is a hundred percent Chaim Bloom's decision, which like we all know is crap. It was never going to be a hundred percent his decision. Like that's hilarious. But I keep seeing reports that Bloom had to be convinced that it was Cora. And it's interesting when you think about the word convinced, because is it Bloom had to be convinced by Cora? Did Bloom have to be convinced by the ownership? Well, they're in charge of him. So they could have just been like, you're hiring Cora. Or did Bloom have to be convinced for himself in terms of like, I need to know that I can trust this guy after he was in two different investigations last year? I don't know. I think it's interesting because Cora's main competition as of, you know, four days ago, three days ago was Sam Fold, who is somebody that Bloom had worked with in the past. So I'm not really sure how it shook out. I loved Alex Cora before Mm. most Red Sox fans did. I was like, felt very betrayed when everything went down, you know, between 2003 and 2017, you had Grady Little, Terry Francona, Bobby Valentine, John Farrell. And then Cora came in winter 2017. And Cora oh, was supposed Farrell. to be the guy. Yeah. Cora was supposed John to be the Farrell. guy who, didn't we all? He was supposed to be the guy <laughs> who kind of broke the trend of the Red Sox going through, you know, managers the way we go through paper towel rolls in the kitchen. You know, he was supposed to be the guy that was here for a long time, like your Casey Stengel or your Bruce Bochy. Yeah, Bruce Bochy. And then he, like all this went down and it just felt like, you know, we finally had like a competent guy who was good with his players, like, you know, for the first time since Tito and like it hurt, you know, because fans don't sign up to, you know, you sign up to have your heart broken. You have to be a little bit of a masochist to be a, a sports fan. But, you know, baseball fans don't sign up for cheating and wife beating and performance enhancing drugs and investigations like this is this kind of stuff shouldn't be happening. And I think it comes back to leadership. You touched on this when you talked about Blake Snell and we talked about, you know, all this, all the other stuff like Tatis, you know, every time something good happens in baseball that could be good for baseball from like a fan standpoint and a player standpoint, something has to come along to ruin it. Mm-hmm. Like Tatis, one of the best players in baseball right now, and he's so young. And then, of course, it devolves quickly into the should he have swung on 3-0 and debate. And it's like, why yeah. do we have to have this debate? Why yeah, are we doing this? Why are you... It's like baseball is run by Debbie Downer, you know, at mm-hmm. every possible turn. Oh, I'm getting married. Well, good luck paying for the wedding. Wah, wah. Every oh, single God. time. Oh, God. You know? <laughs> I think it, it, 
Wow, I'm really slow right now. I just keep forgetting everything I'm going to say. Um, yeah, okay. it's, I didn't have any coffee today. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. With Cora, it was also, you know, I liked him too because, you know, he's Puerto Rican. So I root for every Puerto Rican, except for Carlos Correa. He's currently, we don't claim him at the moment. He, I think his time is, you know, the, I talked with the, the the Alliance. We've we've been having meetings and all that. And we're like, look, you know, <laughs> he'll, he's probably not in the S tier anymore with Lynn manuel and all of them. But I think that, you know, he his he's coming back. He's coming back because at least he kind of had like a an fu edge to him almost that he like I I kind of I, I'm not saying I respected it, but I kind of did a little bit. Just kind of be like the only one that was like embracing that. Yeah, we're the villains. All right, we're gonna stop pretending all that. I don't know, but whatever. I'm totally wrong on that part. Totally not correct <laughs> thing for me to say. But uh, Alex Core is one of those people too because he took like a back when there was the the whole issue in the hurricane in um, Puerto Rico, like he visited there and he, the Red Sox let him take a plane there. So I was definitely rooting for him. So it was one of those things. As much as I love when things don't go the Boston way, uh, I was really sad because I'm like, ah, couldn't it have been like John Farrell that this happened to? Could it have been like a manager I'm indifferent to and don't really care about? No, instead it was Alex Cora. I'm like, oh no, it's actually a manager. And the Red Sox fans liked him too. So I was like, oh, this is... This is really unfortunate. It's every time, I mean, almost every time, we have like something cool that's developing in baseball. It, I, it always, there's always like a, a, it catches you at the end, like DK Metcalf, uh, uh, you know, dragging that guy. I know you don't watch football uh, from last week against the Cardinals, you know, when it looks like it's a clear touchdown and all that. No, I um, see, it's yeah, just, I um, he's like, yeah, it was such a viral. There's a lot of football right? in our house on Sundays, like literally right now, we've got football. Um, I just, also do other things while the football is going on <laughs> yeah i got you i got you uh but that's what it feels like a lot of times with baseball it's very uh it's it's hard to find something totally purely great which is in fairness that's how the whole world works it is hard to find something that is purely great and somewhat argued doesn't even exist but uh i do think that this is a very interesting kind of uh, hi for the Red Sox. And cut, everybody. That is it for part two with my chat with Gabrielle Star of Locked On Red Sox. Be sure to give her a follow on Twitter and all that stuff. Check out her podcast. It's great. Uh, definitely provides you all the Sox info you might need. I know if you're a Padres fan, you might not care about the Red Sox. But still, hey, if you don't like them and you still want to hear what's going on, that way you can make fun of them later. You got all the details you might need or what have you. Well, well then go do that. You can do that. You know what I'm saying? Go Just go give Gabrielle's uh, podcast a listen for sure. She's great. Uh, and like I said, be sure to send me some um, questions for the mailbag episode we'll be doing on Friday. Really looking forward to it. I feel like it's been a really long time. I don't feel like I know it's been a really long time since I I think I did my actually it hasn't been that long because I did do a John Gennaro a while ago actually now that I think about it uh, we did like that half but I love what I was talking to him that like he just did get it could it possibly attest to most of the uh, the questions for the most part because I got like anime questions and whatnot uh, and I'm sure I'm about to get more of those this time but hopefully they won't be uh, I won't be too obnoxious with my love for that genre this time, guys. But yeah, be sure to send me your questions and I will answer them. Anything free agency, anything Tatis, anything Machado, anything about anything, I'm, I'm ready to answer for sure. So be sure to do that, guys. And with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever your podcast from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Like, just, just, just type it up. Just type it up. You'll find it, I promise you. Uh, be sure to 
follow the show or myself on Twitter. That's at L-O underscore Padres or at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Sorry if I'm talking so fast, by the way. I've been, I've been told to slow down, I think. I've been told. By, the, the, the rumors are that I've been told to, to slow down a little bit, so I'm going to be uh, trying to do that a little bit more. Uh, go to, be sure to do that. Send me some five-star reviews on the iTunes, Apple Podcasts app. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.